five, four, three, two, one. Nice. You're the you're the first one to talk, so the countdown was only for you. Welcome to yeah. the podcast. That's right, moving <laughs> the podcast. It is. Uh, we we changed things up for all of you that were in. Well, not really. So we we decided to go with Lunar New Year. So all Chinese movies in lieu of uh, all romance movies, and and Sean uh, I doubled down on a, a double double and <laughs> yeah. gave us a Chinese romance movie. So. Uh, I, did, I didn't want to be a, like a pedant and be like, well, it's from Hong Kong and not China because it's in Chinese, but it's technically not Chinese. I don't know. I didn't want to get like way deep in the weeds on it. It's fine. It's oh, Chinese oh. enough. <laughs> it's, it's certainly Same. Chinese. They, they would probably beg to differ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> John Cena would say it was Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he knows, he knows where the money's coming from. Yeah. Um, so we watched uh, 2046. The right. prequel to Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Blade Runner yeah. twenty forty six. Three years too early. Um, and I guess we'll talk about it at some point. It's going to be another uh, Thanos yeah. knife review. Yeah, oh, it's, it's a it's, it's, it's a, a split a, decision at best. This is going to be think. a uh, classic two two v two episode. <laughs> I I already know. I just start. I actually had the pleasure. This is also interesting, right? Because I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I, I was going to say it. During the the Chinese people are sexy. Well, that's true, but no, uh, I mean, you know, there's no. I mean, that's not a debate. We've brought <laughs> this, this might be up. the sexiest movie we've watched. Uh, we've brought this up uh, several times that watching the movie with everybody enhances the film. This is probably one. the worst movie to watch. Yeah, this is not a movie to yeah. throw out to. Yeah, yeah, because I, I got the pleasure of watching it with Alec and Goggs, and this was maybe like the example of like this isn't the best movie to watch in a, in a the whole time. Movie. You're just sitting there going, maybe our friendship will end one day. <laughs> yeah, we thought you were trying to break up with us. You just Goggs, wanted us to do it. Goggs said it several times, actually, and he's not even kidding. Is Sean, is Sean mad at us? Like, what do we do to Sean? Sean's just not going to show up on the podcast anymore and just block us all on his phone and Facebook. All social media. He's like, yeah, I'm going to make him watch this movie, and then I'm out. But I'm secretly going to try to date Anthony, and then he's going to get shot <laughs> by the Viet Cong. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get into what so what we watched this week besides uh, twenty forty six. Uh, Sean, nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh <laughs> uh, Alec, um, I watched parts of a few things and then Hell one yeah. whole movie. Nice. Um, what can you talk about the parts of the things as if they were one movie together? <laughs> all right, so. <laughs> It's a science. It's a, a 1993 science fiction banger, starring Rowan Atkinson, Greg Kinnear, and Jason Bourne. Hell yeah! Um, wow, I'd watch it. So ju- Jurassic English. Dear stuck on God! You. Oh, <laughs> so stuck on rules, Park, by the way. I watched like half of Jurassic Park, like the middle half. Like I missed the first part and the, the end. But that movie. <laughs> the, that movie is fucking amazing and tremendous it is like one of those movies that like if you don't like jurassic park like i don't know what to tell you man like we're all like we're all like best friends and we so we disagree on a lot oh. of movies but like yeah. if you don't like jurassic park like fuck you man like it's i don't like, know, is, like that movie is so good it's Alec, like not let me, liking let me Jaws. ask you, Sorry. is Jurassic Park the perfect, like, four-quadrant blockbuster? Like, the movie that really appeals to everybody and is also very good? I would think so, yeah. Like, I can't yeah. think of anything that would hit, like, every every touchstone of that, like Jurassic Park does. Like, it's funny. It's terrifying at points. Like, you care about the characters, even though you're given, like almost no chance to bond with any of them, but you can immediately or like invested in them all. Like yeah. even like people like Muldoon, like you give a shit about Muldoon. The only person in the whole movie you don't care about is Wayne Knight. Yeah. Uh, Newman for the uninitiated. Um, but yeah, man, that movie slaps. I got to watch like the whole thing at some point again. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Muldoon because they do a good job like making him not like just like mustache twirling evil. 
Muldoon's like, not evil. Right, but like in a lesser movie, he. Oh, yeah, in a lesser movie, he could be. Yeah. yeah. Like he, wait, Muldoon? Yeah, the, Muldoon, the hunter. Wait, who are you talking about, yeah. Sean? You're talking, yeah. you're talking about the Australian guy, right? Yeah, yeah, the clever yeah. The clever guy. girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, in another movie, he'd be like, I secretly ate these dinosaurs and I'm going to well, take all their tails. What's his name? Peter, um, <laughs> the, guy from, the guy from Braveheart in, in, in Inception who, who passed away. Uh, Peter, is Peter something? The guy, he had like a wacky face, but he was like the lead hunter. Pete in Hosselway? The yeah, guy from he was the usual suspects in um, Jurassic Park two. Yeah, and he kind of was like, like oh, I hate dinosaurs. It's like, how do you feel that dinosaur fucked my wife? It did. <laughs> you yeah. know that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. Like who? <laughs> I mean, they're not real in our universe, but who hates dinosaurs? Right? Uh, like, idiots. I don't know. I'm tired yeah, of cleaning time- up their crap. <laughs> their litter box is full all the time. The, the only time, weebs, I guess. Well, I guess like the the way you craft it as a shitty villain is the chappy thing, where it's like this is in defiance of God's will, which I oh, guess would be God. like a motivation. But I forgot about that. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, Jurassic Park like slaps. Like it's one of those movies that's like on a- another movie that's better than the book, and I think by a lot. Yes, I the book never, a lot. I never read the book. It can be Although, very tedious and like overly sexy, if that makes any sense. Like it's like very like trashy in parts. Weird. Yeah, that's Michael Crichton for you. Yeah, he's a trashy. He like he's a trashy things. guy. Yeah. So who fucks in the book? I, I think does? it was a uh, uh, um, fucking Ian uh, Malcolm. Like I think there's like a pretty, if I recall, there's like some sex stuff in there. Weird. <laughs> um. So I watched part of that. We're, we were in a hotel Friday night, so I watched part of a couple of movies because it was just uh, like HBO, so it was whatever was on at that moment. We got gotcha. like the old school. The, yeah, the old like, way. Yeah. We're just flipping through like, what's the best option that's in something right now? Um, Wait a minute. Why is HBO channel 86 and ESPN is two? <laughs> yeah. uh, watched part of Johnny English 3. Which, hmm. Man. Wow. They that made a some... Johnny English three. Didn't know they made oh, a yeah, two. Man. Yeah, I didn't it, either. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, do you have to watch the rich... first two Johnny Englishes? <laughs> Not really. I don't think to understand the plot. <laughs> Basically, it's if Mister Bean was James Bond. Like, I remember the first Mister Bond. It's 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 terrible. Like. But Brits love Mr. Bean so goddamn much. Like, Rowan Atkinson is like, he's literally royalty over there. I'm pretty sure he's knighted. Yeah, they love him. Like, he's, uh, he he does exactly what you would think. He's Mr. Bean's his way through, (laughs) through mystery and espionage. Mr. Bean's his way through. Does he talk? Yeah, he talks. Oh, okay. he doesn't just like. I wish he just did like the mumble shit. That would be way better. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it's exactly what you would expect from a Mister from uh, a Mister Bean <laughs> spy movie. Um, watch part of, and I gotta rewatch this and watch the whole thing. Uh, part of Stuck on You. Fucking love that movie, which I've seen before and I remember really <laughs> enjoying, but haven't seen it in a while. But I really want to watch that again and watch the whole thing and get the full ambiance. Um, watch some of the parts that are like some of the some of the stuff we watch. It's just so funny. Like the Fairly Brothers are are really funny guys. Yeah, I saw that in usually. the theater. I kind of stand those guys. There's that scene. I don't know if it was in the bit you saw where uh, Greg Kinnear has the girl over and Matt Damon's trying to write the book. He's like, "Hey, you mind type it on your knees for a minute?" Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Eve, not Eva Longoria. Eva Mendez is in that movie. Um, you know, like she meets them at the at their hotel they just moved to. Yeah, and they're like grilling on like the shitty hotel grill, and she's just really bubbly and friendly. And she's just like having a conversation with all the actors and shit. And then she's like, "Hey, you guys are conjoined twins." Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> here's my <laughs> number. Like, it's, it's just like premise. totally, totally nonplussed. Like whatever. <laughs> What is the name of the show that they're doing? Honey and the Bees, the fucking yes. cop show where Matt Damon has to have like the green screen suit on. 
Yeah, that's why he's doing all out. he's doing all those awesome stunts because like, <laughs> Matt Damon's like supporting his body, uh, Greg Kinnear's body weight. Uh, Meryl Streep is really funny. Cher is really funny. Yeah, um, the guy Rocket, the fucking retarded guy that's on their hockey team. Hey, good job, Rob. Fuck your Bob. Fuck you, Rocket. The <laughs> <laughs> goalie um, for the town hockey team that take up the entire fucking goal. God, like, I really do appreciate the fact that they take developmentally disabled people and put them in all their movies. Just Yeah, and they're not like a joke. To, they're just part of no, them. No, they're just there. And yeah. you're, usually they're the ones goofing on the actual, like, main actors. Yeah. Um, I really do love that. Uh, and I didn't watch all of it, but I was reading some stuff about it as I was watching. And, like, uh, Ricky Williams is in, like, a a scene as like their football coach when they flash back <laughs> to high school <laughs> like he doesn't have a line or anything he's just there with like their high school team's like hat on <laughs> like coaching them um did you ever uh did you see outside providence alec outside providence that's the one with alec baldwin it's the one that takes place in the 70s about oh yeah the that was, the prep school. yeah that's that's one of the less like slapsticky but it's still it's not, funny it, but it's yeah. not a. Uh, it's not ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that, movie, that, movie is really, that movie is really good. Yeah. It's got a, is it Sean Ashton? Yeah. That's actually, I think, my favorite of their movies. <laughs> you got a letter from someone named Drugs. Drugs Delaney? How many individuals named Drugs could you possibly <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, Stuck on You. That's still fun. I got to watch that again. Um. And the last thing I watched, I just watched it earlier today. Uh, it was okay. It's a movie. It's called "This Is Where I Leave You." Oh, that's with Charlie Day, isn't it? And no. And, uh, oh, what am I thinking of? This has got Jason Bateman, Tina Fey, Adam Driver. Oh. As like a family is like sitting Shiva for uh, their father dies. Um, yeah, and like there's like family drama and stuff. And I expected it to be a lot funnier than it was. It's a little funny, but it's a really dry kind of funny. It's directed by Sean Levy. Um, it, it's funny that Jason Bateman's in it because I cannot think of a more waspy human being than Jason Bateman. Yeah, um, it was okay. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't great. It, it, it was a little too long too. Uh, Rose Byrne is in. I think Rose Byrne is really funny, and like most things she's in, like X Men. Yeah, yeah, she was hilarious as Moira McTaggart. <laughs> She's not nearly as funny as January Jones in X Men. <laughs> no, that's a different reason though. <laughs> um, that's all I watched. Uh, Gogs. I watched one other thing, and it's table. One thing. All the typical, all like all the normal, like I don't know, plethora of children's movies I've watched regular. Unless people want to hear about Big Hero Six again. Have they watched uh, Iron Giant yet? Yeah, no. How'd so that my go? Iron Giant story, <laughs> my Iron Giant. Me and Vance watched Iron Giant. We we shared that memory. We both watched Oof. it for the first time together. Oh no! Yeah. So like at the very, I'll just be brief about this. At the very end, like Vance like sitting in my lap, and he's like, "Is the giant gonna be okay?" And I'm like pulling back <laughs> tears, going, "I think so, but I don't know." Like none of us will be okay. None of us you is getting out of this alive. Boy. That's shocking to me. No, yeah. I'd never seen it. Pre- I absolutely adore that movie now, yeah, but I'd never seen good. it previously. Oh, that movie's so good. Did you it roll a really, tear really at the really Superman really line? Oh, yeah. Like when he's yeah. flying off to go get nuked. Mm-hmm. Like I just like yeah. I was, and I, as soon as I realized what was going to happen, because I could tell Vance was like tensing up. He's like. He's like, oh no, and I'm, like, and I'm and in my mind, I'm like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> and I can't coach him through it because I don't know what's gonna happen. It's like, like that, uh, you need that, that, uh, remember in that, that bit on The Simpsons where they're like, uh, they're at the old folks' home and they were watching, I think, it, what was it, the Casablanca? No, with like, a no, happier no, ending, no, 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 it was gone with the wind, yeah, it's like the now happy ending, and it's like, <laughs> I have one thing, to, frankly, madam, I love you, let's get married. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, the only the, the only thing I watched I watched with TJ after we watched oh twenty forty six and uh, that's tabled. So yeah, uh, all right, so it's me. I man. will move it on down to. Oh, wait, Sean said nothing. Sean said no, Alex no, said, no. Oh, so we can talk about it now. I guess. I guess TJ, is there anything I, else you watched? You I, I watched one thing. It's uh it's a shit TV show, but it's it's a twenty four distributed, so I think it almost counts as a movie. I watched all of, uh, well, all up to current episode of Euphoria. 
uh, on HBO. I fucking love it. It's fantastic. It's like the best looking show. It's the best looking show I've seen since uh, Too Old to Die Young, which I think is like Hell an yeah. amazingly like shot show. It looks incredible. This show, um, first of all, it's it's like it looks amazing. Every every episode looks like a fucking movie. Um, the soundtracks, it, it, the soundtrack to each episode is incredible. Um, it's written really well. Like the first episode, ha- like it walks this tightrope of being kind of cringy, but like also kind of clever because you realize that the characters are going to be a little cringy because they're seventeen-year-old drug addicts. They yeah, like- that's what I wanted to ask you because you mentioned that he wrote a movie that I really like that suffers from a similar problem. Yeah, but I don't know if it's a problem that the dialogue itself is cringy, or I'm just so out of touch that I don't understand how young people, people that young, actually communicate. Well, I think like it, I haven't, and you're the movie you're talking about is Assassination Nation, which I haven't seen yet, which I'm going to watch now because I liked Euphoria so much. It's a good name, though. Um, but like Euphoria is like I don't know the thing. Like it, it definitely it, it it calms down a lot. The first episode and it's a pilot, so I get it. They're trying to like you know the pilot episode's trying to establish like the most extreme tone of the show. And a lot of times with a pilot, they're still trying to find like find the show. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you like, know how it is with a pilot. They could have shot that a year before they started working on the scripts for the actual show. Right. And I, I will say like while I like the first episode and it, it grabs your attention, it's like super like it, it's like almost like a hyper reality. And the whole show kind of like is, a but Diablo Cody kind of thing. Kinda. Not nearly as like cringy and annoying. But like it's definitely like extreme right like the and it's like the the meme that goes around about the show like all the kids like t- i i made the comment today that euphoria is a 24 anime and it really is like because like it reminds me of like the battle royal manga where all the fucking like 15 year old kids are like jacked and like they look like 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 fucking fist of the north star characters because like in a way like they're dealing with like teenage shit but they're definitely like I don't know, a little advanced in a lot of ways. And it's, I don't know. I love it though. I think it, it definitely skirts the line, but I think it's a very interesting show. I think that, uh, I think that it, it's, it's written very well. I, I, I always go back to Sean cause there's, there's something Sean said about writing like, uh, characters that are generally like othered and they just write them like characters. And I think like there's a trans character on the show and like the entire point of her character isn't that she's trans. And I know that it's like, a very low bar these days, but it's just nice to like have a character who's a character. And it's which not- is funny because that there's a trans character in assassination nation that is not like lampshaded too much about being trans. Yeah. And it's the same in this, like, it's really like, it's really good. And like, I don't know. I, I just really like, like, I like the show so much that I, I started watching it. I watched the first episode on like Wednesday or Thursday or something. And then I was like, oh, I'll keep watching it. And then I, I've watched every episode now up until, like, the, the fifth episode is coming out tonight, oh, the second season. So I loved it. I, I powered right through it. I, I don't know. It's very, very good. And, um, yeah, I highly recommend it. HBO got another good one on their hands. There's, there's, <laughs> what, was that, what was that Hardlines article? HBO renews sad people fuck for a second season? Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, and there is, like, the, the one thing that is, like, I mean, it's impossible to not, uh, to, like, to, to not state it. But, like, there's a lot of nudity and, and stuff in the show, and it's a little weird because they're all supposed to they're be, high like, school kids, 17-year-old right? kids. But I don't know. I mean, the, all the actors are, are, are above eight legal age. And I think that, like, the idea, like, I get what they're doing. Like, it's ridiculous to think that kids aren't having sex. So, like, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing. I don't know. I wasn't having sex when I was a kid. Oh, I, I know. I, I, I remember you back then. You were you were quite the little ladies' man. But uh, anyway, it's a good show. I highly recommend it. I, uh, I love it a lot. And I uh, can't wait to... I will say the one thing that sucks about binging a show that's like still currently on is that like you go through that whole first season and you're like you just want to finish it completely and it's not over yet. Like the sec, it just got renewed for a third season. So 
I kind of want to wait like four. I didn't weeks even realize it was on a second season because like it seems like it just kind of entered the zeitgeist like yeah. a month ago. Well, I thought weird. it was a brand new show. It's weird because like it came out like two years ago and nobody really talked about it, and then season two came out, and then I see a lot of people talking about it now. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good show though. Also, Zendaya is like very. She's basically the lead in it. She's excellent. Um, there's a bunch of good good performances in it. The guy that uh. The guy that I really liked who played like the pimp character in Zola is in it. I really like that guy. I can't think of his name. He was also like the only good part of the new Candyman movie. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really good. So the other thing that I watched was, and I, it was tabled, I watched it with Gogs, was Resident Evil Welcome to mm. Raccoon City, which mm. somehow Oof. is the worst Resident Evil movie ever made. That is a that is an impossibly valid statement. Real quick, besides the first one, I don't think I've seen a Resident Evil without one of you in attendance. Because like all the ones we watched for the show, plus I watched the fucking ant one of the animated ones with Gogs, just cause we watched one on the show. Yeah, we, yeah. We no, one of the animated ones on the show too. Yeah, Gogs and I had a double feature of uh, "There Will Be Blood" and "Resident Evil Negative Differential Souffle Dome" or whatever that one was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They pop their base popped basically. <laughs> um, Gogs, like, what? How, what do you got to say about this awful this movie? This movie is so bad. As I was after I watched it, I looked. Is at it a people guys. movie or a cartoon movie? It's a, it's people, a people movie. movie. Oh a, shit! This movie had a fucking theatrical release, and like it came and went. Like no oh, yeah. one talked about it. I, th- I had a, I had what like after that in the twenty forty six movie, I had a, like a Sean like, do I like movies anymore? Moment, like, <laughs> well, don't bury the this, lead. This, uh, I. I, I looked at TJ. I think I, I think I said that is the mo- this was the most unnecessary movie I've ever seen. Oh my god! Like it is like it's like if you just took buzzwords from all of the mainline Resident Evil games up until I guess Code Veronica. Like yeah, and it's basically and you're just sort of like hey, so the first three. The, well, yeah, it's it's plus it's, zero. It's really just zero and one and two because they don't you don't get nemesis in this movie. Yeah, uh, the other thing is like they spent all their time like the only thing that they really wanted to do was there's a shot of the police station that looks just like from the video game, and there's a shot yeah. of the mansion that looks just like the video game, and generally the characters are wearing. Like they look like advanced cosplayers. That's all. I, that's the end of the positive comments. I why don't they just I, why don't they just make a movie out of four? This seems like a layup. What I said to Gogs. That's that exactly what TJ it. said. To me. Yeah, that'd be the. Or just make a really good one about the first game because that would be yeah. easy too. Um, but instead, so this movie takes place, I guess, during the first and second game. So you simultaneously have the stars going to the uh, Arclay <laughs> Mountains to visit the mansion. But they did the Resident Evil uh, GameCube remake move where they had Lisa Trevor, the weird deformed monster girl, become part of this. And she was the orphanage friend of Chris and Claire Redfield. In this, Chris and Claire Redfield were raised in the fucking Raccoon City. Were raised by the corporation? Yeah, Raccoon (laughs) City Orphanage or some dumb bullshit. (laughs) Also, like, there's a a part where... uh, so they're the Raccoon City Police Department, but at one point it just says Raccoon Police. <laughs> Raccoon Police, yeah. Like, like, uh, like Jill Valentine, Valentine, the master of unlocking, doesn't unlock anything. She is a sharpshooter, and she sort of wants to bone Albert Wesker. Albert Wesker, Albert Wesker is, played, is so he's bad. He's played for laughs. He's played like a weird, like, like broy sort of like, like, like frat boy douche nozzle like yeah, he's all, a douche and like, also like he uh he betrays the team but his like motivations are like so fucking stupid. his motivations are a mystery to him and also the the movie is hilarious because it's like so basically um umbrella like locks down raccoon city and they're gonna nuke the city which is canonical from the games but Correct. there's this like it's the only way to be sure there's this yep. awful ticking clock in the movie where, like, there's, like, these long, long scenes. And then it cuts, and they're, like, it's, like, 150 at the beginning of the scene. And then, like, 
by the end of that scene, it's like two o'clock. Like, wait, what? <laughs> but the, the, it ticks. It ticks off in strange intervals. Like, it yeah. ticks off. It's like maybe it's three hours. Maybe it's ten minutes. Like, what, and what movie you've ever seen where they like do the time thing where they're like one fifty? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, if the whole movie's supposed to take place in fifteen minutes, okay, I'll buy it. But it's taking place over the course of six hours. Like, I don't know. It, it's so. It's, it's an absolute mess. It's like a mess, and it's it's. Like it's poorly done in all fronts. Yeah, like, and it's, it's like poorly very, directed. It's very cheap. Like it looks is it, like it is looks it an like R-rated a, movie? Oh yeah. It looks well, like did they at least steer into like a bunch of like horrific gore gags? Like no, did they go like no. oh oh this looks like why? this looks like a pilot for like a WB Resident Evil movie. Like they or, barely or Resident like Evil the, series. I like the gore is really not there. It's really not good and it's just it's it's fine, but like everything looks like trash. Like all of the zombie birds. The, there's a scene with a zombie dog. Oh god! Uh, hunting down like the police chief, who's played by uh, the guy who was uh, Frost he was like the right hand man of what's his name in Blade. Of yeah, uh, he was fra- he was fra- he was his second hand. He he also was in a, in a sitcom that's been brought up on the show a lot. Grounded for life. That's he was right. The lead oh. actor in Grounded for Life. Oh, the Donald. Yeah, he's got Shit. Donald Logue. Donald yeah. Logue, that's his name. Yeah. He shows up. Oh my god, I can't. I guess you guys haven't seen it. He shows up in the most recent season of What We Do in the Shadows. Hell yeah, a whole bunch playing Donald Logue, saying oh, that af- after filming Blade, he had so much fun being a vampire, he actually became a vampire, <laughs> <laughs> and he's on like the the World Vampiric Council. Oh, that's fun. Okay, I like he, that. He was uh, he was in that mo- that show everyone talks about that nobody Terriers. actually saw. Yeah, I never watched it either. No, what show's that? It was called Terriers. Terriers. It was like a private eye show or something on FX. Some kind of did, like... have, Eli- did have Elijah Wood. No, uh, no, had, that was. I think it was it was Donald Logan, like Tom Jane, Thomas Jane, or something. Well, th- there's a scene where he's facing down one of those zombie dogs. And that zombie dog, I don't know, could have looked any worse. It looked like it was, it looked like it was programmed on one of those LG like uh, televisions they put in a on a refrigerator that I've watched some movies on occasionally. Like it just looks bad. It, it the whole movie looks like trash. None of it makes sense. Everyone's it's nothing but exposition. From every character, yeah, Gogs pointed this out. Like literally every character. All of their dialogue is exposition. Anytime anyone talks, it's amazing. So why are you here? Well, I, this is what I'm going to go do right now. So maybe we should go do that. Well, that might have like, worked if they just used those stiff ass voiceovers from the first game, right? Like, yeah, like, like that would have been funny. We kept saying, me and TJ kept saying, "Where's Barry? Where's um, Barry? No, ooh, we're almost go." Jill Sandwich. They didn't do that line. I was so excited. Like, no. if you, like if you're gonna make a really bad Resident Evil movie, like lean, lean into in. being stupid. Yeah. Like, have lean fun with in. it. At least those, no. by the end of those Mila Jovovich ones, like Umbrella was like trying to take over an Earth that was like 99 percent depopulated, and like it was it was same. frozen and on fire at the <laughs> yeah. same time. Yeah. At least and, that like, shit was like, fucking nuts. Look, he needs Mike more Epps. blankets and less blankets. <laughs> yeah. And was it like wasn't like Mike Epps like in charge of like a I don't know Mad Max esque like group of like wasteland raiders? That was like, the it, third one, I think. Yeah, that, was, those movies got dumb. Which one was the one where she like she fucking fifty fifty grinds an Audi down a stair rail and comes <laughs> oh, out with yeah. a hammer fight? <laughs> yeah, that shit. I mean, but that shit was kind of awesome too. Like compared to this, like it's yeah. awesome talking about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like this was this was joyless. Like this movie had like like yeah, I don't know. And it was you could tell they were trying to do some stuff, but they just do you, did failed. It, do you think it was like a rights thing? Like they're like, we got to make this Resident Evil movie, or we'll lose the Resident Evil rights. I mean, it, it, has, it hasn't been that long since the last one with uh, Mila Jovovich came but, out, was it? No, I don't, I don't think so. But there's also I, mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I guess a rights before they lapse. Is it like? Uh, uniform across like the industry, or is it different for like different properties? I think it's different per property. Like if they didn't make this movie, like Sony would like lose joint custody of the property with Paul W S Anderson. Like what would or be... Capcom? 
Paul yeah. W. S. Anderson was a producer on this movie. Un- well, you know what? Yeah, I bet. I wonder if he was. Even he could put together a better movie. Maybe he did it just to prove that his movies aren't as bad. Oh, so so I was about to say. Oh no, this isn't it. Oh, it is. Yeah. So I was about to say there's a Resident Evil Netflix series coming out, but it's already out. It's on Netflix right now. Huh. Yeah. There's a. Uh... There's some new zombie series. No, 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 on no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Some new Korean zombie series on Netflix. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. From the director, it's from the director of Train to Busan. I'm pretty sure. Oh, oh shit. shit! And it looks awesome. I haven't uh, watched it yet though. No, the 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 show that's on Netflix right now for Resident Evil is some animated thing. There is a live action show that's coming out next year. That apparently Why? I got no. And it, it's <laughs> uh, it's it was made by the people that make that show. Uh, Supernatural on the WB. It's Ooh, oh man, bad. it's gonna be. Real I think Sean bad. knows a lot about that show for some reason. Yeah, that's why I got divorced. <laughs> I mean, partially. I'm like, I can't deal with this shit anymore. <laughs> All right, well, that's uh, yeah. everything. Let's get into uh, 2046. This is going to be brutal. Is um, it? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. You know what's gonna happen? Is you're gonna be like, "Hey, Alec, what happened in this movie?" He's gonna go fucking nothing, and then, yeah, then we're just I gonna know. argue for forty five minutes. That's why I'm gonna ask <laughs> Sean what happened in this movie, Sean. Oh, I'm interested in knowing as well. Okay, why you, it's, how is this movie hard to follow? Like, well, it's not hard to, go... to follow, but nothing happens. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the guy does the same thing over and over. That's not. That's, that's not different things that's happening. That's just the guy doing the, the same movie. thing. Um, okay. Go, well, tell, tell it's me, a it's a movie that's movie. well, it's a movie that's another um, what do you call it? Unreliable narrator to wit that like he is a writer and writing stories that are interspersed into the narrative. Yeah. So and, like is interstitial. So you're never really. I don't think you can ever really nail down what is actually happening versus what he's imagining. But. Um, it opens up with like a uh, sci-fi conceit about a train that goes to 2046 where you could all your memories stay locked in there forever. So I guess it's like a reverse eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. But it also like is a hotel room and uh, that's constantly has like new girls in it. The Tony Lung from like every Hong Kong movie and also Shang-Chi, I guess. Yeah, he was the main villain in Shang-Chi. The lead, and he's just, like, rocking, like, Hong Kong Clark Gable. Like, he's got that, like, great high and tight and fucking Dude, mustache. His fucking hair was <laughs> so on point in this movie. I mean, that was just so oh, fucking hell I'm not mad about his hair game in this movie. Yeah. Really, it's like... <sighs> I'm trying to think of, like, what to compare this to. It's like Before Sunset, if Before Sunset was about three different women. Basically, he's using, like, all these women as muses uh, in one way or another for his stories. But the whole movie is kind of about like entropy and relationships and how like a system will eventually collapse no matter what. So yeah. like, yeah, like he meets one woman who is, uh, this is this, the, the bulk of the movie takes place in the sixties in Hong Kong. Um, but it does cut back and forth to a story that he's telling about a Japanese guy who's, uh, in the future. Again, one of the interstitial bits. The first woman he kind of is around is, has a Japanese boyfriend, which her dad, who was around during the Boxer Rebellion or whatever, was not pleased about. The second woman is um, the hottest woman oh in the Eastern Hemisphere. God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the character's name is Bai Ling, which is hysterical, but like I can't remember what the actress's name Zhang, is. Zhang Zi. Zhang Zi. Yeah. Yeah. She is. Uh, incredibly attractive. Like she, she plays like a God. high, high, high dollar call girl yeah. that he has a kind of sort of relationship with. And there's also a woman who is a second character with the same name, which is Sun Yi. Yeah, possibly it's something close. To, but that that well, I I don't know. This is kind of jumping all around. But this is this is a loose sequel to in like the two for other Love. movies. Yeah. And that storyline is basically the plot of In the Mood for Love. Like, where right. he kind of like the, the whole like him getting together, befriending her and they writing a book that that's In the Mood for Love's plot. So it's in a weird way. It's it's like a it's, dollars trilogy for Chinese romance. Yeah. Yeah. Because he made three movies. He made When We Were Wild, which I've never seen. He made yeah. 
Um, in the mood for mean? love. In the mood for love and this. And they're like, yeah. it's kind of like how, I guess a little bit more so than, I was going to say it's kind of like Chan Wu Park's Vengeance trilogy, where it's yeah. three movies that have similar themes and they're they're considered a trilogy, but they're not like narratively connected so much. This no. one kind of is. Like very because like Tony Lung's character has is basically the same character in right. in the mood for love. Again, like, like that's a, why that's why I made the the yeah. reference to the dollars trilogy because like they're the yeah. three leads are basically the same character even though they are not actually the same character. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's so. hard to like give like a straight narrative uh, because the, it's it's a non-standard narrative. Like it jumps back and forth in time and like location, so. Um, yeah, I yeah, feel but I mean, the movie relies, the movie is a lot less about the A to B and more about kind of the, the mood and the like well, overall yeah, it's theme. It's about the, the futility of relationships and love, basically. Like, no matter what, there will always be something to end it or some kind of problem or something that can't be overcome. It's just about, like, it, it feels like a really modern movie. And the movie's not, like, super old, but it's also not, like, from last year. I can't remember. Was it, like, 2005 or something that came out? 2004. 2004. But, like, I feel like it especially now kind of captures, like, how we navigate relationships, at least how I have as an adult. Like, it's, it's like, the one you want, you don't get. The one that wants you, you're, you're not into. Like, you or you, you're not willing to give up a certain part of yourself for that. I'm doing a terrible job at, like, because this is more of a mood movie than a plot movie, so, like, it's hard to just kind of, like, run through it. This is more like a Gogs thing. What, yeah. Wait, what, what's more of a Gogs thing? You're better at just, like, straight up retelling, like, the events of things than I am. Oh, like, yeah. I'm just kind of all over the place with the mood of what happened. But, I mean, the movie is, I mean, the movie is all mood. The movie is just, it's, like... It almost, and I was trying to wrap my head around if they were actually stuck in some sort of time loop, or what, or if this was like more akin to, uh, like the fountain where like things repeat themselves through time with different players. But in this case, I, that's that's kind of where I land on it. Like I don't know if it's explicit or it's ever been like actually explained, but that's kind of where I was sitting on it. Well, because at some point the movie trans, the movie is taking place in like it takes it starts in like sixty, let's say seven. 68 69 explores like three years and then it jumps back to 63 and then you meet this other woman who's like a gambler who had the same name as some the reason he went to singapore and yada 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 right and there's the woman in the beginning who i guess this happens immediately so no spoilers i guess she didn't die lulu she just got like assaulted and Who I still don't really die. understand her connection to all of this, except that I guess she's just like him, like just trying to like chase love and just bailing at it. And I guess all of that is being uh, sort of explained through the metaphor or the story device of this futuristic train that takes you to this place where you can relive or potentially recapture your. I don't know, lost moments or whatever. But like, this, yeah, this like all guy, your memories are locked there in place forever. But there's a guy coming back from there for the first time anyone's ever come back, I guess, because yeah. he doesn't want to remember anymore. He's tired. He's trying to break the cycle. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. But he's going to fuck a robot like it's. Well, the whole thing is like an anti nostalgia piece, like the like, don't get locked into your memories sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like, don't assume things because like the thing with the Android where he's like where they give the whole, like, oh, they have delayed reaction conceits, and then he's got to, like, at least come to realization, like, no, it's not something that, like, some kind of, like, external force that I have no control over. They just didn't love me. Like, that was what, like, he had to realize. There's a, um... I think there's, like, one of the saddest, like, bits of dialogue in any movie. You know me, I love a fucking sad, miserable movie. But with, um, Zhang Ji, where she's trying to get him, because he's, like, he... Like, we'll at least give her some kind of token money as to not oh, make yeah. them a couple. Yeah, that shit was and she, brutal. And she just says, like, I'll stay here, and I don't care if you love me, but I'll love you. Oh, so yeah. that, was, that, was, that was, yeah. And he's just he like, just no. He's an absolute unit. He doesn't give a shit. Right. But yeah, then but- he falls in love with the woman that, like, has no interest in him at all. 
Yeah. Other than like as a vehicle for like her career, sort of. And even that wasn't her intent. Like she just wanted to be right. able to get the letters from Japan. Yeah. It's 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 interesting because like um, I don't know like it, 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 like Tony's character is so like he's he's like a shithead you know what I mean like he's very self centered and he's also is he a con man like see I couldn't understand the whole bit with the dinners was that him just trying to well, like, come a, up with capital I think he's a yeah pink, I think like kind of like right like, he's, I, yeah he's also a writer again this is where the kind of unreliable narration comes in. I, I just because like he that is the, telling this entire story, like yeah, the, the story doesn't don't exist outside of it. Yeah, no perspective, but his. I, I assume that the the a lot of times with the phone calls and the dinner arrangements, I thought that that he was like a intermediary, like not maybe like not a pimp in the right words, but like he was like a fixer. Well, and he like also might be because like at some point they allude to him being a journalist, like prior to all this, and like it's not a big leap to go that he went from a journalist to a consultant to a writer. So it's like. I don't know is yeah. the best. Yeah. Well, his but one, yeah. his one weird looking friend was seemed oh my pretty convinced that he was going to be able to just bang Shang. I guess I never, I couldn't pick <laughs> up the, the guy that looked a like prostitute. Yes. Okay. Like the guy that looked like a man, baby patriarch from fucking Yakuza. <laughs> well, yeah. His ears look like a car with one yeah. door open. Like he, yeah. he <laughs> going on. She's got a lunchbox full of that big ass money. They got, yeah, but and then but the like movie an, just ends. Yeah, as all things should. But <laughs> I do like that. Like he's like an incredibly debonair, like cool person. Like, and he's still a fucking loser. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. still doesn't work for him. He's like he's he has basically the, yeah. everything, and he still can't fucking get it together. Yeah, and he's he's longing for something that he never really had. Like, I think like. One of my favorite parts of the movie is like you had that scene early on when in him and Zhang Zi are in the taxi and he he's kind of like laying on her shoulder and being kind of vulnerable. But then like he's remembering it like with a different woman and then he's just by himself. And it's just like, yeah, he just can't like yeah. he doesn't know what he wants. And he's just ultimately by himself, just kind of in this fucking loop of just self-destructiveness. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I um I can see why, uh, not, not to, to bury the lead. I can see why you two, th- there's aspects you didn't like about it. Cause it is kind of slow and it, it's a lot of like, a lot of it relies on like how good the cinematography is and it, it holds on a lot of shots. There's a really works. interesting trick he does where he doesn't do like slow motion, but he'll like chop frames out of it. So you get this yeah. almost like strobe effect. Minus what, the like flashing a, like a light, stutter like yeah. jarring sort of. What's also have... interesting, he used three separate cinematographers for this movie, which is like really weird, but kind of. I, ha- I have a theory about why maybe Gogs and Alec didn't like the well, movie. I, Let I, me let, let, this hold, on, hold on, hold on, because because we have we've talked this, guys. Uh, you two illuminate us with with your thoughts real quick. Well, let me put my theory out oh, real right, quick right, before right, I get right, in your thoughts because it, it's dependent. I think because you two are in very loving relationships that work really well, like you're destined to not like this movie, like no matter what. Uh, I mean, on some level, that, that might have something to do with it. Okay. Um, but also, I just like almost, uh, almost like right off the bat, like. I don't know. It, it it didn't hold my interest. Gotcha. Like nothing, nothing grabbed me about it. Like we lost him at the forty-one there, minute mark. I, I made a note. Did you say forty-one? Yeah. Forty-one minutes in. I'm shocked it went that long. He tried. Like there's there's no there was nothing about like like basically it's a it's a it's a one hander. It's a one man yeah. movie. And there's nothing about him that I cared enough about to like get invested in his trials and tribulations like he's just kind of a dick with no redeeming qualities there's no like nothing to show why i should care about him so i don't and they don't spend enough time on anybody else in the movie like i don't yeah like i can see that it's almost like he's like a cipher to is like to represent a part of a relationship more than a character himself you know what i mean it's like he's almost like the idea of dating Rather than like yeah. actually being a person, I could definitely see that. 
Um, but yeah, I, I mean, don't know. Go ahead, guys. I mean, I I think I don't know. I, I like I, I turned the corner on uh, like the fountain and stuff that I thought would that I, I bring that up because I feel like that movie this movie has a very similar vibe to this one. Yeah. And I mean, there's things about this movie that I appreciate. Like it's it's actually. The way it's shot is interesting. He does a lot of like really weird, like obscured shots. Like he'll shoot a shot of someone's like from behind them, like real tight against their shoulders. So you just see the eyes of the other person's face, but not everything else. There's some really interesting stuff done from a camera perspective. Tony Long's good in it. Everyone's good in it. I just didn't like it. I I feel like didn't connect. I, it didn't connect, and like and like I think I I think I got the message. It's just like it just got beat over the head with it. Maybe I just don't like how sort of. Um, maybe I just don't, it doesn't resonate with just how, uh, I, I think defeat, not defeated, but how just like, yeah, well, it's um, like, I think because like, again, like it's a, I, I and I, I'll speak for TJ cause I know how he feels about it. Like love very cynical, dour movies. Like, and like, I, that's, I get, that's not for everybody. And I'm not saying one's better than the other, but like, I feel like it speaks more to like my experiences I mean, obviously, I wasn't like handsome or ever had a good mustache, but like, like to to my, it it speaks more to my view of things. And maybe this is like I have a dim view of things, and like you know, one day everything will end, sort of thing. Yeah. But it does. It it feels like I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this, but it feels like adult cynical, not like Fight Club, like teenager cynical. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I I get that. Also, I think it's interesting as like a, a fi- like again. I haven't seen one where we're wild, but like the thing about the the basic uh, plot of uh, in the mood for love is basically like, um, and it it actually gets kind of retaught a little bit in this movie. But like basically, the idea is that they they did just fell in love in the wrong like the wrong time. Like there was a there's like a thing where. If if time if, if there was like a moment where things could have worked, but then it didn't. So it's almost like in a weird way, it's kind of hopeful. And it's just like, well, if things had just shaken out just a little differently, like you never know what things could have turned out to be. But in this movie, it seems like kind of like the opposite. Like it, it kind of is like, oh, that's not what I meant. Like, that's not what I meant yeah. with that movie. Like, no, they would have never worked out because I think that's also why in the third act, that's why you basically have the retelling of that story. He's almost telling the audience, oh, no, 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 no. You, you misunderstood my point. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. they were going to get, they were going to be fucked over, like, no matter what, like, because of, you know, so many different reasons. I don't know. It's an interesting movie. And I think, like, for me personally, well, we'll get, let's get a five knuckle shuffles. Uh, Alec. Um, like a zero. Twenty forty six gets that's a hell of a rating. Twenty forty six minus twenty forty three. <laughs> oh, hold on, let me do the math. That's a three. Yeah. Those playing um, your home game. I, I had to carry the one. I did not care for this movie. Like I can't like. Uh, technically, it's an incredible movie. Like, there are shots that are incredible. The lighting, like, the color palettes um, are incredible. But as far as the content, I just, I did not care for it. Um, Was not a, was not something that was in my, in my wheelhouse. Um, Tony Long's great. I mean, he's a great actor. I wouldn't be opposed to watching more Tony Long movies to see other stuff that he's done. Because as far as I know, I've seen this and Shang-Chi. I think we're going to if Gogs sticks with the pick that he told me he was going to do. You um, did City on Fire. Uh, no, that's a good uh, one. Yeah, uh, so this gets a three. Um, TJ. Uh, this is an eight for me, dog. I really, really like this movie. Um, again, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I can see it's not a movie for everybody, but, like, I don't know. I really like what they're putting down. What, they're putting down this movie. I, to me, I, I really react to the fact that it's a, like a, it's a, you know, romance movies have kind of, I don't know, at least in like Western uh, kind of storytelling, you kind of know what you're going to get. It's like a cheesy, cheesy, like, will they, won't they the whole time something happens where they're almost together and then it doesn't work out, but then ultimately they come together in the end. 
And just be, like the fact that this movie isn't that is kind of like it kind of like makes the movie for me. I I like the fact that like like and in a lesser movie like Tony Lung would have come to his senses and stopped being such a fucking prick and realized that like he's kind of you know he's 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 hanging his own noose you know like he's being uh he he's he's a big part of the problem right but like he doesn't come to that conclusion and he's in this loop that he's never going to break i i respect that like i as a storytelling uh as a as a means of storytelling i think it's like really cool and effective and i love how it's shot i love like a lot of the musical cues in this movie like i think the theme is fantastic like that violin theme that runs underneath the whole thing yeah, I just think it's a really, really quality film, and a and a and a genre of movies I don't usually care for like at all. And I I haven't really talked about, it, but I liked all the science fiction interludes. Like I like them, even that like they're very minimalistic, but like I like that. And of course, you give a chick purple hair, I'm always going to be into that. Like, and uh, I too like that Japanese guy. I want to fuck robots, so uh, <laughs> always have. Uh, also, Sean sent this to me, but the Japanese guy is the lead actor in the Judgment uh, video games, the, the Yakuza-produced uh, Judgment video games, which I thought was awesome. Wait, Yakuza produced, like, the, the Yakuza makes a video game? <laughs> no, no, uh, they no, made no. Uh, Pride the Fighting that, Championships. The people, oh, okay. that, the people that make the Yakuza games oh, are... Oh, Sega. Are, no. Yeah. Well, but yeah, it's, but yeah, it's, it's like it's our it's something, whatever their studio is called. I thought you were telling me that the the Japanese organized crime syndicate was in the game publishing. I mean, they probably, they probably are. are. Yeah, yeah, probably are. But I mean, I'm, I mean, I, and I'm into it. You know, but the poison they, fist of the Pacific Rim. They use they use actors sometimes to do. Well, they always use actors to do the mocap, and uh, the guy that's like the the actor in the Judgment series is the Japanese guy from this movie. So. But that was very cool. Um, but yeah, I like this movie a lot. It gets an eight for me, dog. Also, I recommend everybody watch uh, In the Mood for Love, which is on HBO Max. Oh. Yeah. This wasn't for some reason. This is like this an was, impossible movie impossible to find. find. But like, yeah, it, it, In the Mood for Love is like, oh, there is also a 20, uh, 2046 Criterion that is coming out. So that'll probably mix. It'll probably be on HBO oh, Max. I know what. Two people are getting for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so that leaves uh, Gogs. You haven't gone yet. Go, Gogs. No. Uh, it's gonna be a four for me. Uh, like a lot of things, Alex said. Like it, it's it's good looking. Uh, it's it, there's a lot of interesting things that are do they're doing like from a cinematic perspective. Maybe it's too cynical for me. Maybe it felt like maybe I wanted a little bit more than just sort of like the message kind of being like kind of ground into the ground in my, like for my take or for my sake. But, uh, I also wanted more future space train and we got a lot less of that. We got a lot more (laughs) sixties, like like dinner party, which like, you know, based on the cover, a little disappointing. Dude. I love how like all of your critiques (laughs) boil down to not enough of sub genre X for (laughs) my liking. Yeah. Not what I wanted. Not what I expected. I expected a lot more. I, I, I expected Snowpiercer, and instead I got, you know, I don't know. Heart romantic. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Heart Yeah, actually. You know, gets a point bump for that. Uh, no, but like Tony Lung's great in it. Shang-Chi's great in it. There's no, there's no bad actors in the whole bunch. Like, they're compelling. I just, like, I'm, like, and maybe I just can't get over the, like, maybe I don't like the fact that the character is just, like, he is just, like, he, he's awful. He's yeah. awful, but he's like he doesn't like he's just like he's like just like a giga chad awful. Like there's no yeah. I I would like something redeeming out. I mean he's doing a great job playing that character if that's what it's supposed to be, but it would have been nice to see some there's no growth in this movie, right? There's no character growth. Well, it's it's a very unusual like archetype because this character in a movie is usually the foil for the sweetheart guy that gets the girl in the end. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. But there's no there's no counterforce, like at least like male wise. There's no rivalry. It's, it's just like, this guy. Is this akin to that movie where uh, Dane Cook would bang you and then you'd fall in the love like you'd find the love of your life thereafter? Like is he? Oh yeah, Dane good luck. Good luck, Chuck. Yeah, there you go. Or you get killed by the Singapore authorities. Yeah, it's one of the two. Those are your options. 
But yeah, I'll give it. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a four. Like I didn't like this is this, this is not Resident I, I like Evil. <laughs> Welcome to Raccoon City. Yeah. Just wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, Sean, uh, this is like beyond a ten for me. This is one of my favorite movies. Um, it's a. Uh, it's interesting, like, again, like, I think part of it, too, is just from being super familiar with movies from this part of the world. Like, he plays a really masculine part that, like, is not traditional in Hong Kong cinema, where usually, like, the hyper-masculine characters are also cops or gangsters or shooting guns nonstop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's a very quiet movie. It's super cynical. It's very sad, and, like, it's beautiful in how sad it is. Like, there's like the whole thing encapsulates like the the Bailing character, the Zhang Ji, is like the most beautiful woman on earth. She's super nice. She wants to do anything for him, and he's like, "Nah, I'm gonna per- like like fantasize about being a Japanese guy so I can date <laughs> this child that doesn't like me." Yeah, uh, that yeah. I haven't seen in two years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the- <laughs> Like, there's something, like, very human about that. Like, it's like the old, like, no matter how hot somebody is, somebody's tired of fucking them sort of thing. But it's just, like... The the Peg Bundy conundrum. Right, but the thing is, like, the way she is to him, he is to everyone else. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, they're they're mirrors of each other. Or, like, almost like uh, magnets. Like, you know, they're the same, whatever, gogs, you know, science. Or you put the two same magnets magnets together, they bounce apart or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, I think we've all like. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I can I can say that I've been in that scenario where it's like you know, you, you the person you want is the one you can't have, and the person that wants you, you don't have any interest in whatsoever. And I but get the that. thing is, like, ob- the thing that like I think makes it so good is that like objectively, the one that wants him is the best one. Yeah, like not only aesthetically, but just like personality wise and everything else. But he's like, nah, nah. It's it's almost I'm a good like. Fam. It's one of those things where it's like a shitty way to think, but it's like, well, if it's this easy, why would I want it? Like, you know what I mean? I think that's how it comes across in the movie. Like, because I definitely think that there's a part in this story where he thinks he does want her. Like, I think, like, or at least, well, it's almost like he's like, I should do this. Like, logically, this makes sense. But, like, I just don't, and I think that's, like, incredibly human, and I don't think that's a thing that's, like, touched on in media in general, but especially movies. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, this is, like, sometimes how people think, and, like, it's, again, it's fucking sad, and it's cynical, but it's not, like, edgelord cynical. It's just, like, hey, man, like, on a long enough timeline, either you'll let somebody down or someone will let you down. That's just the way the world works, and then you die. So, like, sorry. I don't know, man. Like, it's just like, this is like right in my wheelhouse. And like the cinematography is great. The fucking like Hong Kong jazzy Christmas Eve. Like I was telling TJ, like Christmas <laughs> Eve always kicks ass in movies. Like it's always so awesome looking in real life. It sucks dick every <laughs> single time. It's all, like Christmas Eve in movies always like they're just playing Nat King Cole and people are smoking cigarettes and have great haircuts. And there's like two people on the street or it's like Christmas Eve and of the flashback and Scrooge where it's just the two of them hanging out at a fucking record store or whatever. But in real yeah. life, you're just like stuck behind eight cars at a subway. Yeah, for like right, six yeah. hours. Yeah. So I don't know, man, like aesthetically, I love it. Like it's, it's very like, it's very like, I want to say anti Hollywood, but it is like very not what this genre of movie is generally. Yeah, totally. Agree. So I, I can't say enough good things about the movie. And again, I understand why, uh, you don't like it and like i don't i'm not like i don't think any of that's invalid like i think you're right there's not much character development and like to to wit that like tony lung is barely a character he's just this kind of like you're right like a concept yeah so like i don't know like i i i love 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 this movie but again like i totally understand this isn't like a repo man situation where i think you're a fucking idiot like you don't like the movie like I get why you don't like the movie. Like, uh, and if I had a happier life, maybe I wouldn't like the movie either. Like, I think it all depends on your kind of like worldview, whether or not you'll care for this. All right. Uh, who gets to go next week? I, I. I oh wait, it's Alex's birthday pick next week, isn't it? Shit. Hell yeah. Yep. What Y'all, are you watching? A delightful uh, 
a delightful cryptozoological rob called Field Freak. Huh. <laughs> right. it, it, can, is that one anything, or do I got to put it on the plex? Um, I will check. I am not <laughs> sure. Oh, it says watch on plex, so it might be on plex already. Oh, when like I go to right, when right, I go to right. IMDb, it says watch on plex. Nice. All right, well, Field yeah. Freak. All right. It is. It is something else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Something, uh, something tells me it's not going to have the uh, depth of choreo- uh, of uh, cinematography and uh, score that we just watched. I don't know. Well, well I'll it, tell you, it, it's it's budget was nine thousand dollars. <laughs> oh boy! So nine thousand dollars. Mohole Radio produced field. Like we've we've spent more on pizza. Absolutely. Spent on that oh yeah, hundred percent. I spent more on spilt liquor from <laughs> yeah. Coast of the West. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right, everybody. That's all right. the movie. A lot See of you us. all next week. Bye bye. Yeah. Oh, hey, uh, we could we don't have to keep recording, but.